Nearer, my God, to thee. Nearer, my God, to thee. Even if it be a cross that raises me, still all my song shall be is nearer, my God, to thee. You may be seated. St. Michael's and all angels, thank you for this blessed occasion to stand before you today. My name is the Reverend Dr. Mark Andrew Jefferson, and I bring greetings from the Virginia Theological Seminary there in Alexandria, Virginia. I'm glad to be with you. The reputation of your church stretches from coast to coast, and I get a chance to report that it's all true. <laughs> thank you, Father Chris, for the invitation. I am so honored to be able to worship with you. My wife is a Texan of the Dallas area, so she told me all roads lead to Dallas. <laughs> and that I also found to be true. I'm here on a unique assignment. Our seminary turns 200 years old next year, 200 years of forming priests and shaping Episcopal and Anglican thought. And for this occasion, I was asked by our dean and president if I would preach 200 sermons around the world to commemorate such an occasion. Admittedly, I said yes before I did the short math. <laughs> but what I can say is that this last, for the last four years of this journey have changed my life, and I believe it has altered the course of the Episcopal Church. We have been to Hawaii, We've been to Maine, Florida, Nebraska, Iowa, California, South Carolina. Yes, even South Africa during the time in which Archbishop Tutu passed away. I also preached in Jerusalem there at St. George's Cathedral, but it is not a party until I'm able to worship with you all here today. So in that spirit, I want to lift up our gospel passage as I feel particularly led to share with you from that space today. So at the nine o'clock and the 11 o'clock, we will take different angles on the gospel passage. So if you come now, don't be afraid to tune in at 11. <laughs> I wanna lift up two verses for us to consider. When they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. For the time that's ours this morning, I'd like to briefly speak from this thought, the messy ministry in the middle. The messy ministry in the middle. My sister and brother, I am concerned it seems that the Christian faith is being watered down every day. So much so that the incarnation is no longer inconvenient. If we're allowed to be honest, God encroaching on the human realm with God's presence in fully enfleshed form is not supposed to be comfortable. God raising up a bulwark against the works of humanity and our desire to oppress and destroy one another should not make us comfortable. In fact, the incarnation is an invasion of our normalcy. It thwarts our desire to remain the same. And indeed, the incarnation should be inconvenient. 
and maybe those who were occupying that space called Palestine. Maybe the Rome that expanded its borders from Rome all the way west and Rome as it spread its way east found that this gospel of Jesus Christ to be inconvenient. They were finding that this ragtag group of disciples were causing trouble by doing good, healing, blessing, administering the needs to those who need it. In many ways, the incarnation began to change the way that Rome had to operate. This incarnation in its inconvenient form made strange bedfellows as Rome and its imperial plans and those religious officials of the Jewish faith found themselves working hand in hand to maintain the status quo. By violence, it seemed that they were working to maintain the Roman peace, that Pax Romana. And it's strange that the Prince of Peace waged war on this warlike nation through peace. And you see where he is in this text. He is in between two malefactors, two of the hardened criminals of that day. Around Jesus, there were those casting lots for his clothes, mocking him, deriding him, saying that if you were who you said you were, you would not be in this predicament. If you were who you said you were, you would alleviate our burdens. But even in that, the incarnation was inconvenient because they were looking for a Messiah to overthrow Rome from a military perspective, to put an end to this heavy taxation, but instead they found a ruler who wanted to rule the hearts of people and not rule them from the outside. So Jesus, bearing this gospel of peace, finds himself hung on this cross between two folks. Now it's interesting to Look at these two expressions on the cross as two expressions of the human heart. You have one malefactor who says, Jesus, if you are who you say you are, you would get me down from here and maybe you too. <laughs> if you were who you said you were, you wouldn't even be in this predicament. In fact, Jesus, if you were who you said you were, we wouldn't be here at all. Maybe that's a part of the human heart that wants to escape the responsibility of our actions, knowing that if we were able to curry the favor of God, we would be able to elude our responsibility to the rules, to leave unscathed from this encounter with God. If God would give me a hall pass, then God will validate God's self to me. And on the other side, there is a malefactor, another nameless face who found himself living under the rule of law and wondering about his eternal salvation. This gentleman here understood that his sin was egregious and that his crime was met with the justice of the day. And he said to the other malefactor, do you not respect God? 
Do you not know that we are condemned to die, but this man is innocent? Maybe that's the other part of the human heart that knows that we have done things and been things that are counterproductive to the call of God on our life. And we also recognize that there is a need for us to repent and to draw closer to the one that loves us. But I want to focus our attention briefly for this time is important to consider the one in the middle. Why would the incarnation, why would God in flesh find God's self in between these two folks? Maybe that's because the whole nature of our Christian ministry is not a ministry of the periphery. But maybe the call of our Christian faith is to get involved in the messy middle of the human predicament. Maybe playing the fringes is not fulfilling anymore and we find ourselves being called to those strange places, those awkward places, those places in which the boundaries aren't quite defined and in that place is actually the crux of our ministry. It seems as if Dallas is changing. Every time I come, there's always something afoot. A new skyscraper, something coming down, something coming up. And what I found, St. Michael's, is that maybe God is inviting this church into the messiness of the middle. There are churches who say, we don't want to be involved in all the things that are on the periphery. We want to just focus on our Christian faith and supply it in a private way. But maybe the invitation of this text, maybe the call of this text, maybe what this text implores us to do is to shun the periphery, but to model ministry like our Savior and to get involved in the mess of the human predicament. Now, I know it's hard, for we are going home to have dinner with our friends and our family and talk about the messiness of the middle. Conversations we don't want to have, conversations we're afraid to broach because we realize that if the wrong word is spoken, the wrong t-shirt is worn, we will find ourselves in the middle of a family feud. But could it be that maybe the invitation for us as we think about what it means to be a family member, what it means to be a friend, what it means to be a church member, what it means to be a person is an invitation into the messiness in the middle of people's lives. Now I know some of you are like me. You just rather let the world go by and not really be involved. But what I'm finding is that in a world that's increasingly growing dark, a world that's increasingly becoming more hostile as they say the world is heating up one way, but the hearts of human beings are growing cold in another. Maybe the opportunity for us to engage this world and to turn it around right side up for the cause of Jesus Christ is a call for us to enter into the difficult conversations, the difficult spaces, those places in which we'd rather not. But how can I? pass on this opportunity to get involved in the messiness of the human predicament if my Savior found it not robbery to hang there and do the work of ministry in the middle. Now, why should we get engaged in the middle, my friend? 
I'd say simply this. The ministry in the middle provides mercy to those that need it. The ministry in the middle provides mercy to those that need it. Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. That is only a prayer that could be uttered by one who understands the wretchedness and the frailty and the failed condition of human beings. But yet God, understanding that we needed an ambassador to represent us and to bring our case before him. This Jesus understood that the messiness of our life needed to be forgiven because there's ignorance that we traffic in. Ignorance of neighbor, ignorance of self, and ignorance of God's ways. So maybe this opportunity that we have in the middle of the human predicament is to extend mercy to those who may be ignorant to God's ways. Extend mercy to those who are beyond the pale of what society says should be redeemed. Maybe getting in the middle of things and to extend mercy to others allows mercy to find us also. So maybe if you're looking for a way to invest in God's world and to change things for the better, to give your children and your grandchildren a world to look forward to instead of retreating and retreating and retreating, maybe God is inviting us. Maybe God is telling us that the key to the fulfillment that you've been waiting for is one step closer to the middle. I pray that the Lord will meet you in the middle and give you mercy for the journey. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.